This is episode 123 and I'm talking all about the six tips to help you manage a freelancer within your business. Welcome to the Content Queen podcast. I'm your host, Mariah, entrepreneur, featured writer and storyteller in the Best Holistic Life magazine and founder of Content Queen. I'm here to teach you how to share your unique story, create content and market your business with strategy through the channels that work for you. Each week, I will deliver a story to help you connect to a powerful strategy around marketing, business, and content creation. I will also be joined by amazing souls and entrepreneurs who are here to share their own journey along with actionable steps to help you take your business to a whole new level through amazing storytelling, powerful aligned marketing, and content strategy. Let's do it. Hello, gang. How are we all? Hope you're well. Yes, I'm going to dive into the six tips for managing a freelancer within your business. How this show is going to work is I'm actually going to first take you through probably my own experience hiring freelancers and being a freelancer. I think it's really powerful to learn both sides of the story. And why I decided to create a podcast on this topic is, yes, I'm a freelancer, but I'm also a business owner that is outsourcing to freelancers. So I think getting both sides of the story is super powerful to helping you really take that on. If you are a freelancer listening, uh, you'll get some great tips to help you manage clients. And if you are an entrepreneur looking to outsource or a business owner looking to outsource, here are the tips and things that you can do now to get started. So, but before we jump into that, I want to give a little update because I do like giving an update and um, on business and life. And then I'll jump into my story and then the six tips. Uh, but yeah, I just returned from, as I'm recording this, the Gold Coast. I think I found the dream place that I've manifested in my journal. I've applied for it. Fingers crossed. Hopefully by the time this comes out, I would have announced that we have a house. But who knows? We're moving in June. So we're moving to the Gold Coast and I went there and the weather was terrible, but that's fine because I had such a beautiful time. I caught up with one of my friends. Fun fact, one of my best friends, we have never lived in the same city as each other and she lives in the Gold Coast. So we have been friends for eight years now and we have, yeah, never lived in the same city. So hopefully we will. Um, Well, we will because I will... um, be joining her very soon. I'm manifesting it and the place is beautiful and I love it and I really want it. So, but also before I jump in, I want to read one of the amazing reviews that I got uh, for the podcast. And if you would like to relieve a review, I highly, highly recommend you do. The title is, well, I'm hooked. And we got five stars for that one. It says, tuned in to find out what type of writer I am, because I always just assume the answer to that question would be frenetic but really enjoyed the conversation and the insights. Channeling my writing into marketing has always been a challenge for me and Mariah's actual ideas will be a big help going forward. Thank you so much to Dusty from the United States for that beautiful review. So before I jump into the six tips and I will share some personal, like some, I guess not personal experiences because I, yeah, have had really I have had challenging experiences being a freelancer and an entrepreneur outsourcing, but I think uh, what I want to do is these are the things I've learned from this process. So I don't want to like dive in and, you know, of course, um, talk about different people and different scenarios because I don't think that's going to help anyone. But um, I first hired my first freelancer when I started um, full-time. I hired a VA straight away and I don't think it was the right path for me at the time because I didn't know how to manage someone. I didn't have the processes set up. Um, I barely had the financials set up. 
And I found that I couldn't nurture that person how I would have liked to. Um, and I, I didn't just have those processes that would keep everybody accountable, including myself and the freelancer. So I, um, and I also have had this experience as a free, as a, like an outsourced, um, especially back in the days of FIFA, um, particularly, um, I really, you know, had some experiences where people wouldn't get back to me and I couldn't get things done. And that was really hard. Um, and then, you know, going into retainer based work, I guess, um, made people a little bit more accountable, but there are also have been times where, you know, communication has been a struggle on both parts and, and it's just a really good learning process. And I did definitely learn a lot, um, from both sides. And I really learned how I liked to be treated as a freelancer. And that's what's put these points together. These points actually come from an amazing live that I did with, um, the beautiful Cass, um, who is, and I'll tag her handle in the um, show notes because she helped me put these together and we went live and I'll, I'll tag the video if you want to watch it as well. But, you know, because she's a freelancer and we had a chitty chat and I just really wanted to open this conversation up. And this is how this journey all started was it wasn't necessarily bad experiences that I've had. It's actually a combination of good experiences and experiences where I think maybe I haven't been the best in the scenario and I wanted to improve, whether it was me being a manager or me being a freelancer where I thought, oh, I could have been better on this part or I could have set better expectations or things like that. So I really wanted to create content and I got in touch with Cass because I knew she was a freelancer and I actually did a poll and she answered it because I really wanted to open up this conversation so everyone can actually feel really empowered about working together because this relationship is really, really powerful. And I want to start a community where the freelancer and the business owner work beautifully together, not like separate entities and we become a team. Um, and that's what I'm trying to build in my own business. And that's why I wanted to build also an agency based on freelancers because I understand not all freelancers want to jump on socials and build like this big um, empire where they show up and they create content and they gain clients through that. I wanted to be able to provide um, clients to the people that I know do really good work. And But this took time, right? So yeah, going back um, when I started freelance uh, outsourcing and then I, I just slowly got better and I learned from my mistakes and I hired Shannon um who was in university and you know there's been lots of growth with Shannon and there's been me um and one thing that I've also done in this process is I've invested in my own leadership and I've invested in you know my strengths with coaching from Ann Koopman I have invested in a coach uh, Leticia Andrak who helped me really with my leadership style and she's got an amazing leadership style and I've really learned from her. I also invested in um, a coach last year to help me with my processes and my procedures in my business so I could get them up and running and functioning because I realized my business couldn't grow without a team to support me to then support others, but I needed things in place. I needed to learn about myself as a leader. I need to learn how to put good systems and processes in place. So I sort of put people around me to help me do that. So that was my own experience, I guess, like outsourcing. And, you know, I, I set expectations as soon as I start working with a freelancer to say, you know, these are the things that are going to happen. The, these are my expectations in terms of communication. And we work back and forth and they tell me what they their expectations are and you know, we are a team and we work together and that's what I really, really felt passionate about creating. And that's why I created this podcast episode and I created this live and there's content that I'm more content that I want to create because I think 
often we hire because we think we're going to get more time in our business by hiring an outsourcer. But if we don't have the frameworks in place, it doesn't often save more time. And in the beginning of hiring a freelancer, it actually does take a little bit more time to get things set up and just honoring that time at the beginning to know that, that, and that's why, you know, also as a freelancer with my own retainers, I've changed my um, strategy a little bit of the services I offer because when I offer a retainer, I've now changed it to four months minimum. So we have two weeks either side if needed for getting things set up you know, there's often I need passwords, I need collateral, I need things to get started. I need video tutorials if there's anything that I don't know how to do. I need to know, you know, when this content needs to go out, if they batch, if they don't batch, when do they schedule, if I'm scheduling, what's the process? Like, that's why I need that time at the beginning of working with someone. So this is a bit of a rambled story about being both like it's interesting because I'm on both sides of the spectrum of this I'm on the freelancer and the uh, business owner so I'm sort of trying to share my insights on both parts before I dive into the tips um, but really I think the the thing that I've learned a lot from this process is to be an entrepreneur to outsource you need to be a leader and as a freelancer in a business you also have to take leadership as well and not just, you know, share your insights, share your thoughts, share things, um, but also at the same time, um, also, you know, respect that it's that person's business. So it's all um, a learning experience. You just grow with that client and understand that, you know, it does take time and and allowing for that time and and setting those expectations and all the things that I'm going to dive into with my tips. But of course, like if you have any questions about me being on both ends, like as if if you want to do more freelancing or if you want to start outsourcing, like please reach out, Um, you know, even if you don't want to outsource to Content Queen, like I generally want to put people in a good position to do one end or the other because I think what is happening is we are just a bit, um, I guess it's an education thing because we, unless we've been a leader before in a business, because a lot of my clients that I have really, really good experiences with have been leaders before. So they understand how to lead. And it's not like I've been the same. It doesn't mean that you don't have it, what it takes. So you've been a leader in some aspect of your life, but in terms of in a work setting, it can look a little bit different. And, and just having those processes set up in our business and all those things that I'm going to go through is just super, super helpful to ensuring that the relationship between yourself and the freelancer is very smooth, very easy, and you become a team. And then, of course, as I said, if you're a freelancer, you know, even getting your own system set up. So if you do hire someone hires you, you can implement your systems into their business. So it, it can go both ways, definitely. And we don't, as I said, we need to have these conversations and, and be asking the right questions. So if you, yeah, if you have um, any questions, just reach out, please reach out, email me information at contentqueenmariah.com or message me on Instagram. So now I want to go through the six tips um, and I'm just going to flow through these and explain a little bit of each. And yeah, um, as I said, some of these can be, if you are a freelancer, some of these will go for you. Um, And then some are like, but most of them are for if you are hiring a freelancer for your business. Number one is have really good processes set up. And I think this is the most important. So this includes Loom videos or how-to videos on things like how to upload a blog, how like using your blog platform, unless you're hiring an expert that knows that 
process, but having your processes set up, how you do things. So what I would do, start doing now, even if you're not outsourcing, is write down all the things you do to create the things you create and write down a step formula on them. Like number one, do this, number one, do that. And then you can start creating videos. You can start creating like um, like checklists and you can use things like ClickUp or Trello or anything to like manage it as what we what I've learned through coaching is called I call them super toolkit because I learned it from my coach Chris Ward um she creates these super toolkits that essentially create a process that just gets repeated each week so each week I have a social media process I have a podcast process I have an email marketing process I have some monthly processes like things that I do in the month and then they just get assigned to the dates that they need to get done and they get ticked off and I have the freelancer that's assigned to them so they know what they're doing and they come into my ClickUp profile. With some clients, I then, you know, integrate it into like ClickUp into theirs or they they do it and I kind of integrate it into their formula. It just depends on if a business owner already has one or if you need to help them set one up if you're a freelancer. So that's why that conversation is really important in the onboarding, um, I guess, of a client. So, you know, Loom videos, um, how-to videos and have them in Google folders so you can give a link to your freelancer. Like every time from when I um, started, like my first freelancer, I didn't, like my first VA, I didn't have that stuff and she sort of helped me set that up. So then when I continued to hire people, I could have those videos and be like, here's how you put the blog on the website. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do that. And I just keep adding to that library. Some of the questions that you could ask your freelancer if you've already got one is what videos do you need to make your job easier? This also helps if a freelancer decides to not work with you anymore and you need to find a new VA you've got the processes and procedures in place. So I think that's one of the most important. I also learn a lot from Nicole Smith. Um, she's been on our podcast before and she did an episode on systems. So really, really recommend you check out that as well, um, that episode. And she is super helpful with all of that. Um, if you can reach out to her um, and Chris Ward, it was someone that helped me as well. And I think just getting that set up and, and you refine and perfect them over time. Like mine are no by means. There's so much more I can automate. There's so much more I can do. But at the moment, it seems to be working and I'll continue to develop that. And my freelancers know what they're doing and they use the platform. And we just, you know, if there's a task, a project that I need to get done, I'll send, I'll, I do Loom or um, Zoom and I record my screen and I take my VA through what I need to do. And I send it to like Nicole, my VA. I, I tag her in ClickUp. This is what I need to do. These are the instructions. Let me know if you have any questions. She can watch the video and she can let me know if she has any questions. So it's also good for one-off projects or things like that to explain what you need. Number two is respect the time. Remember that freelancers work with other clients. So this is really important when it comes to deadlines. Um, and this is really important with, you know, messaging them at 11 o'clock at night or things like that. Like understand they have weekends off or like really establish this like, boundary for them and they will set a boundary with you but you know is there things that can wait do you need to message them at 11 o'clock at night or do you um if you've if there's a deadline and and you and they've said to you I need this by this time like really respect that because all like cancelling meetings last minute like I totally understand things come up but if they've got it in their calendar they've built their calendar around that and then they have to move your meeting to Wednesday and in that time slot, they've got work for another client, they then need to make shifts. So just respecting the time and, and obviously as a freelancer, respecting your client's time with deadlines, like big thing is like obviously reaching your deadlines is so important. 
but just ensuring and remembering that they have other client work as well. So if there's deadlines and of course things do come up and things happen and that's fine, but also like acknowledging that and, and sort of making that a, a not a norm thing. Um, and you know, if you message them in the morning at like, Oh, can we do this at this time? And like, you know, what time are you asking them to do something is if there's a time zone difference, like just being mindful of time in general and respect that. Number three is pay your invoices on time. I think it's really important actually to set an expectation on this as a freelancer, like, Hey, I invoice every two weeks. Um, and I have a, you know, it's due on that date. Like I send it to you two weeks. Maybe they invoice you in advance. Like, have established an invoicing system. If you as a business owner only do your finances on a Thursday, then say to that freelancer, I do my invoices on a Thursday. If you could get the invoice to me on Wednesday night, I will pay on Thursday. So just let them know and like set that boundary and set that expectation with how the invoicing is going to go so that they get paid on time and you pay their invoices on time. Because like even I know, you know, if I get an invoice from a freelancer, I'm like, I really want to make sure I pay that on time because I know when I'm waiting on payments, like it's it's their livelihood, right? It's the same as if a client didn't pay you and, and you know, if you're a coach, you probably have systems set up where you get paid before you start the service. Every freelance has a different system, but just making sure you pay those invoices on time, I think is just a really important one because it just shows that you respect their work and, and, and everything like that. But if you have a dedicated day where you do your your finances, just making sure you communicate with the, with the freelancer, like, make sure you, your invoice comes in before this day because that's when I when I pay my invoices. Of course, you can establish a monthly or a fortnightly and maybe the freelance has their own payment terms and that's a whole different thing. But yeah, just, just um, making sure that you put the effort to do that is I think really, really important. Number four is communication is key. And this kind of goes on with point one of like, you know, respect of, you know, communicating um, especially around time, like as I said, messaging at 11 o'clock at night when you've had a thought, messaging them on the weekend when you've had a thought, like can you schedule send that email? Can you remind, like set yourself a note um, to message that person? Um, like, you know, you could send yourself an email, you know, message um, VA on this new idea on Monday and you send that to yourself on Monday as an email and then you remind. Like I know we get these really good hits of inspiration. Can you voice note it in your phone and then send it on a day that they're working? Like that's when I talk about respecting of time as well, but especially when it comes to communication. So I think communication is really important and you have to communicate as much as possible, but there's times where of course you need to be respectful of the time of day or the time and when you're messaging them. So, um, Communication is really important. Communicating if you've made changes in your business that would have impacted the, the freelancer. Maybe even just communicating about what's going on in the business, how it's performing, you know, how they're contributing to that performance, I think is awesome as well. But just making sure like you tell them what's going on. If you can't reach a deadline or if you can't get them what they need, things like that, like just, just honor it. Like I think the most important thing is learning how to be a communicator as a business owner for multiple reasons. Like managing freelancers, um, talking to clients, like everything. But I think it's really important, like if, if a freelancer sent you a message, you know, asking a question, you know, can you dedicate times in your calendar to respond to these answers? Or, you know, do you have catch-ups with your freelancer once a week, once a month, like to check in, to see how things are going, 
Do you have a quick like phone call once a day for five minutes? Do you do a voice note check-in like once a day, every two days? Like establishing that I think is really important. And that really comes down to um, what I'm going to talk about. It's like those expectations and setting those like this is what we do and this is the process. We talk on these days. We do that. So I think that's really important. And as a freelancer, like if things are going on and you have questions, like make sure you talk to them, give them an update on the project. How's it going? Because the one thing that I wanted to make really certain as in my business is I never wanted a client to really chase me for something. I wanted to ensure that I was updating them on what was going on. So they didn't feel the need to see like, oh my God, is she working on that? What's going on? Like I want them to trust that they know what's happening. The fifth one is uh, tell your freelancer how much you appreciate their work. So, you know, when you send them their invoice, do you give them a message saying like, thank you so much for extending the deadline for me. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for changing that meeting. You know, of course, we don't want to make those habits, but like, I really appreciate work. Thank you so much for helping me achieve this goal. Thank you so much for working on this project. This is what you helped me with. Like going, you know, just giving that general Uh, appreciation which they could then use as testimonials for their business to get more clients which is super helpful but also just to show how much they mean to you and your business and you know how much um, you value their work I think is so important and especially also as a freelancer like also like you know every time they pay your invoice thank you so much for the opportunity to work with you like just appreciating the person that you're working with I think is as well is really important and just giving general appreciation and gratitude for that team, like the, the, the team that you've been able to establish and the relationship. And then the sixth and final one is be clear with feedback and your expectations. And I think this goes both ways as well. Like, um, as an, a business owner, you know, if you didn't like something that they did, like, I don't know, a piece of work a design, whatever, why be really clear on what it was that you didn't love instead of just saying like, I don't like that or, you know, and maybe you don't hundred percent know, but like trying to explain and describe what it is that doesn't reach what you wanted. You have to give that feedback um, because people can't improve if you don't get feedback. If you're taking something, completely changing it and then using it, but haven't told them, then they're not going to improve. You know, for example, if they write a social media caption and it wasn't what you wanted, don't just change it and upload it, like change it, go through the changes with them, show them what you didn't like about it. And help them to improve because they do work with different clients that have different tastes and different styles. Not everyone's going to have exactly the same style in a lot of different ways. So just making sure you give that feedback and giving it time to really like, you know, from the get go, they might not hundred percent have your tone or your design or your brand, like, but they will learn it over time with feedback. And I think that's with anything. And I think at the same time, it depends on how attached you are to the thing will mean how many changes you'll make to it. Cause you always make changes. Like I always say this, like I don't read my social media posts that my um, my freelancer Shannon writes for me because I just, I don't, that's just putting something, taking it off my desk, putting it on her desk and then her putting it back on my desk and creating more work for me because I then have to look at it. Yes, okay, at the start I did and I think at the start of any freelancer relationship you need to be like monitoring these things, making sure it's what you want and then of course delegating the rest of it, delegating the decision and trusting that it's all good and you don't need to look at it and you've done the work to establish a good relationship with that freelancer that you don't need to be always looking at everything and and um, because at the end of the day you will always find things you want to change it's just no matter how good it is um you'll find something that you would want to change and I think so if you can alleviate that pressure off yourself it's going to save you so much time right and then your expectations when you first start working with a freelancer 
I expect this type of communication. I expect this type of work. Like set your expectations because then you know you've done it. And and sometimes you do need to re-communicate your expectations just as a reminder. But And this goes for the freelancer as well. What's your expectations? Like, okay, I expect us to be a month ahead in the social media posts or I expect us to be at this level and this point so that we can get to this goal, right? So it's always about communication, feedback, that feedback loop and setting your expectations. So these are the six things that I've learned. Um, one, having really good processes. Two, respecting of time. Three, paying the invoices on time. Four, communication is key. Five, tell your freelancer that you appreciate their work. And six, be clear with feedback and your expectations. But the one thing that I really just want to mention before I stop is that thing that I talked about. It's like delegating, putting something on your taking something off your desk, putting it on someone else's and then bring it back to yours. If you can also delegate the decision to get that thing out without you having to see it. So that is the goal, right? You work with your freelancer, build trust to the point where you won't need to see those things anymore. So you're not creating. And that's why often we don't get more time when we hire a freelancer because we need to approve the process. But if the goal is to get it to a point where you don't have to do that, then what will happen is you save time, right? And this is what I've learned because if I keep correcting, having to read over things, I'm I'm just creating more work for myself and I'm not saving any time. So that is that is my six tips. That's my bonus tip at the end. Um, and really, I think it's, as I said, it's this relationship that needs to build, needs to grow, and it needs to be one that is long-term and it gets built into a team. And that's why having a long-term freelancer is really beneficial for your business because it helps you build trust and and really gain something great because over time like they learn your business more they're able to you know give more feedback more ideas and and really start to build on your business with you so be a content queen or king and remember that developing your strategy and your story develops your business Thank you so much for joining me today. Please don't forget to share this with all your business and entrepreneurial friends. You can do this by adding it to your Instagram stories and tagging me at Content Queen Mariah, or just simply tell them about it. You can do that too. But if you rate and review on whatever platform you listen to this on, it will help me get this podcast out there. I will read the review because I'm so grateful. And it just helps me share my message and gets more people listening to this show. Follow me on Instagram, connect with me on LinkedIn and yeah, let me know if there's any topics that you want me to talk about in the future. One thing I did forget to mention, if you want to set up the processes and procedures and you want to have like a good strategy to then outsource maybe your content, marketing, anything like that, my content template is perfect for this. Get the strategy in place, get the process set up from your content strategy and then you can outsource. So I forgot to mention that. I really did want to mention that the content template is just a really powerful way to help you create a strategy so it's in there, it's it's working, it's doing its thing. And then when you outsource, you can give that freelancer that strategy and then they can work from there. So that's around content marketing. If you ever want to outsource content creation, you have to have a strategy first. So download the template. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.